I get more information from that ability to disengage with what put them on alert than if I force them to come and take a treat. Welcome to Learning About Dogs, a podcast for people who love learning about dogs. I'm Sue McGuire, the manager of a canine behavior program at a small nonprofit animal shelter just north of San Francisco. And with me is Kay Lawrence of Learning About Dogs, online learning and in-person workshops with those who love learning about dogs. This is the second part of our series on clean training. We encourage you to take a listen to episode number two to build a strong foundation of understanding on what the heck we are talking about. If I'm walking down the street, I, I don't use any markers at all. Interesting. Um, there, there's nothing I can see I would want to mark on the street. I, I would personally, I, I like to use body language more than markers. Now that's when you get all these people who are doing. Um, dog reactivity training and the dog looks Ooh. at the other dog yes but then uh, what i've seen is some dogs actually learn very strong predatory stares at other dogs mm -hmm. and i think if you're marking the dog for scanning the environment for trouble um so you can't mark for the absence of something if you're marking because the dog's on a scan and you're just relieved because it's not going off on one you're marking for the absence of not going off on one but what are you marking yes, for exactly. and what we're teaching is a lot of dogs when they're on a lead they're on duty and they're scanning here and scanning there and two throats you know they're like a soldier walking on point you know take two steps scan left scan right scan ahead scan behind take two steps scan right scan left scan ahead you know instead of actually just relaxing in that position you know teaching them yeah just hang out yeah, just around my side. And it's a casual glance around and it's more about taking in the air than this super scanning that you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen that, that kind of blow back on people that they've actually inadvertently mm -hmm. trained the dog to pay attention to more of yep. what's going on in the yep. environment. Yeah, and, you know, if you actually read the story, you can see the dog sitting there in the, you know, pub at night going... So, so she clicks you for looking at other dogs. Yeah, then I get a treat as well. Oh, cool. So when you go for a walk, you don't sniff lampposts or anything. No, no. When I go for a walk, she wants me to look for other dogs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because that's what gets clicked. Not sniffing the lamppost. <laughs> oh, dear. Oops, yes. Oops. Well-intentioned, but not enough attention to the detail or truly working out what ifs. All right, so clean trainers know mm. knows what and where the reinforcers are. Uh, yep. Knows the reinforcement pro process to the learner and that behavior. And then you said you just did a whole weekend on cue technology. Well, delivering good cues. You know, it's not up to the dog to try and work out what our cues are. The dog is the listener and they should not have to work harder than the talker. So if I'm saying, sit, sit down, sit, sit, sit down, sit, good sit. <laughs> and the dog's going, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I don't get any of that. I'm not going to respond. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we end up teaching the dogs to stop listening to us because what we're teaching them is of no value. So it's too hard to work out what you want. So I know that you and I talked a little bit about Q hierarchy, but let's talk about uh, the very beginning of teaching this. Uh, 
this is part of your planning process, having an idea of what, what you might like the working queue to be, the finished queue to be, um, what how you're going to teach. We, we haven't gotten into, you know, what kind of teaching process are you going to be using? But, but kind of having an awareness of... I think if I was doing... What came out of this weekend is people need to have more opportunities to practice how to deliver cues. Yeah. So 30 years ago, I had somebody who coached opera singing and her cue delivery was astonishingly good, astonishingly reliable. And then you think if people are in the singing business and they are asked to give you a G, they know exactly how to hit it. <laughs> like oh got that one then and then they can change key and come down to a c or, or whatever they need to do that is a skill that most of us don't have but we could all learn to a certain degree so uh, i was watching somebody give the cues for obedience stand sit down up back and every single cue was delivered in a military fashion in a military style and everything was toned exactly the same. Now, the dog, good bless it, it was a collie. It could probably see the way she tipped her head every time she moved to those cues. But this is far and above what we should expect a dog to do. So say, and I have absolutely no singing background whatsoever, you delivered each of those cues. Stand up, lie down, back away. And each of those had a double two notes. Mm -hmm. And it would have a different cadence back away is much longer than stand up the dog would stand a much higher chance of recognizing it and being able to select it from what's general crap that we talk about all the time so verbal cue delivery needs consistency and if you want to use signals then i suggest you go to a dance class and learn how to use hands and poise and gestures and I was trying to explain to somebody when she gave a cue to the dog, it was her hand that gave the cue. But when I said to her, I want you to actually start the movement from your shoulder. So I want your shoulder to move, then your elbow to move, and then your wrist to give it. So it was like um, a horizontal, the back of her hand was facing the dog and she horizontally moved her hand to the palm of her hand facing the dog. The minute she started it on that process, that dog stood up before the palm of the hand actually faced it and it was like oh wow yes you know so it's not the dog's burden to have to work out what accuse it should become far more our responsibility to work out how to give cues cleanly consistently and in a way that can be understood by the dog i mean why not why are we why did we inherit this ghastly military post-war the dog's obedient because i say sit down Mm -hmm. Yes, it's this me master, you dog rubbish that is not about communication. It's about, it's the dog's problem. It's not my problem. No, it's it's our problem. I don't think a lot of people um, truly understand uh, how to create cues. I, I, I'm absolutely convinced that, you know, when I work with my classes, how do you ask your dog to sit? How do you ask your dog to lie down, for example? Uh, and I, I get very, very big befuddled faces. Um, they just do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, they understand that they oh, they understand the meaning of the word. Yes. Uh, no, they don't. Mm -hmm. So, as an exercise, my class had to teach their dogs completely set of new cues, six new cues for six behaviors of their choice, and every one of those cues was a color: pink, blue, 
green, yellow. And of course, these dogs were much more reliable on these new cues. Oh, well, it's because they were new cues. No, it's because you really cannot say yellow crossly. <laughs> yellow. <laughs> yellow. You know, when you... Uh, you know, th again, this is coming off drama type of work. When you're going to do something, you rehearse or you see it in your mind's eye before you actually do it. So if you see a sunflower, you go yellow. Yes. And if you see a rose, you'd go pink. Mm. And the blue, is that sky blue or is it a deep, rich blue? Blue. So <laughs> I think that's how you see that color or you could use, I know, you could use numbers. Are you with me? Those, there's a, something that has to come from within you that says, this is how I see it. This is how I feel it. So that's how it comes out. The dog does not understand the meaning of the word. They never understand the meaning of the word. So in this, in this particular exercise, did you, so let's say that they, they have six behaviors that their dog supposedly mm -hmm. knows, and then you tell them to attach a color cue to that yep now get rid of that yep. old cue and use a color well the color the old cue is always there but oh, the, sure. the the new cue comes in and will also trigger that behavior so i've always taught pause on pink and blue right. pink blue and even if i don't say pink yes if i give something of exactly the same tone and intonation um pitch uh let's have a think of other words like mm -hmm. friend yeah, if I give it on any of those tones, that paw comes up. Interesting. The same paw comes up. And if I use the blue, 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 anything that goes down there that's a single tone, bag, book, yep, it comes up again. So the dogs are listening for tone recognition. And they did an experiment with the Border Collie. Uh, they recorded the shepherd's whistles as he was working the dog on the sheep. And... Even if you changed key, so if you'd have come by and you change key down to uh, or go up, come by. Yeah, an augmented <laughs> you understand? minor. Yeah. They're going to make me sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dogs responded exactly the same way. So they recognized the, the interval between the two notes. Yes. And mm -hmm. the delivery and the amount of punch you give it. Th those things are all what they're listening to. Because if you hear dogs barking, we can tell the difference between a bark that's a, oh, good God, I don't know what's going to happen. And what's, what's that down there? I don't, what, I, what, what, what's that? Person, come check this out. So, of course, they can tell the difference if their rest of their group are barking a certain way. All of my lot are there to back them up. They can recognize that bark, which means family, come here, I need some help. And they can recognize the bark, which is an idle play bark. They can recognize the bark, which is, I want something and I can't reach it. Person, come and get it for me. Or it's stuck under a unit. So if they're able to recognize all the different tones of bark, <laughs> of course our words have to have tones. Barks don't are just noise, you know? It just makes me sad now when I think back on it. It's all those years and years and years of people being told, you must be consistent in your tonal quality. How much? We must Where did it. they get that from? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, you know, I think that comes from competition obedience. And, and you're right. I think it comes from, you know, certainly, you, yeah, you know, yeah. either verbal or hand, not both. Yeah. yeah. So in, in competition obedience, if we said stand up, you'd lose two points for the extra up because yeah. it's an extra command. Yeah. That didn't mean, I mean, 
the last dog that I worked at top level was Abacab. <laughs> Originally, he was going to be called Cab. Yeah, but Abacab just came around. He got registered as Abacab, blah, 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 blah. So I ended up using his name for all of the moves. Abacab, Abacab, Abacab. Yeah, and he could do all of the moves just on his name, which really, really pissed the judges oh, off. Oh, they didn't know how to score it. Well, oh. exactly. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I'd love to have seen that. <laughs> um, and they'd, they'd look at him and look at me and look at him and look, I said, how does he know which is which? And I go, yeah, it's clever. Super. See, he's telepathic. Uh, so there's also the study that, that dogs can hear praise when it's in a high-pitched voice more than a low-pitched voice. So this, this goes back probably to the 70s or 80s because our police dog handlers, when they're working, they're, oh, good boy, that's a good boy, you're so nice, up those their voices straight away. And I'm sort of giggling away and I'm going, Why? Why? Oh, well, because dogs can hear. No, no, no. It's it's your variety of pitch that is the important thing. Not just it's a fake boy. It was lovely. You know, it's not the high pitched, panicky, frenetic. Oh my god, that you're trying to do. That's so unnatural for you. These dogs are quite embarrassed. They have to behave this way. Oh, so we don't have to do that. I said lots of different variation. You can go really low and tell them they're just so fabulous. Just as much you can go, you know, you can go up and down. It's that, it's the intent behind what you're saying that they're hearing, not the pseudo volume or pseudo pitch, high pitch voices. Yeah, try to have a family argument in front of a border collie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my yeah. husband and I argue so much less. <laughs> we have very concerted conversations very quiet conversations yes. 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 don't get the dog excited get the ouch yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that this is just really interesting stuff um, so let's... I was listening the other morning just for the, the Q technology weekend I was upstairs and I could hear the television on downstairs and I knew what time it was by the presenter's voice suddenly went from what I call magazine issues into the news so she was talking about la da da and yeah, yeah, yeah. And 64 people have been killed in. And I knew it was on the hour because the news comes out on the hour. And I thought, I, in, even though I couldn't hear what she was saying, I could pick up the tone of change that meant, oh, this is serious stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so we've all got the ear for it. We just haven't taken the time to notice what we're hearing well, in a newsroom i've spent 25 years in a newsroom 20 yeah, years, 30 yeah, years in yeah. a newsroom radio scanners yeah, going yeah. on all the time and it was background yeah. noise it was white noise until you would hear an officer yes, yes. change his tone and we went ah oops yeah same in aviation oh yeah I, I i say again i say again turn right and you immediately the whole you know room would just go Ooh, something's up and you're listening to loads of things, but just that one, don't piss me about on this. You do exactly what I say now. Yeah. And it was almost the the gaps between the words that said, this is serious stuff. Not, yes, turn right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was all of the intonation, the poise that was behind it. I mean, you know, one of my favorite um, quotes is, it's not about seeing new landscapes, it's about seeing with new eyes. Well, it's also about hearing with new ears as well. It's hearing this stuff that's been around us all the time. We just haven't taken notice of it. So I would like everybody who's listening to this right now with their dogs, the cues that they think that they have taught their dogs to do in response for behaviors, to change all of those <laughs> cues 
to some sort of song, some sort yes. of key change. Yes. And there's been studies working with kids that have difficulty focusing, concentrating. There's a school somewhere over here that they sing to the children every time they want to communicate to them. Come on, class, let's go sit down. You know, and so and just having these children and they would sing back again as well, it, it changed the whole, I don't know, um, atmosphere mm -hmm. about what they were doing. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just quite a different, quite a different setup. If you get They're a, lovely. if you want to get a, a very stern meeting to start laughing, at least in this country, I don't know how popular the movie was in the UK. We just simply start saying Bueller, Bueller. You learn, and it was, it's very, What's hysterical. That from? it's from a movie, oh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, and I don't he, know that one. Yeah. So everybody who's listening who understood Bueller would start laughing because they go, okay, yeah, because it's, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not quite present, but I'll just continue to take roll and hopefully Bueller will show up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Oh, indeed, some really good stuff. Some great thought provoking concepts going on there. So stay tuned for the next episode because we are going to talk about how to begin a training session and how to know when your learner might need a break from training. For more information and some great reading from many contributors, including, of course, Kay Lawrence, go to Kay's website, learningaboutdogs.com, or follow Learning About Dogs on Facebook. My little plug, if you're looking for a new canine friend in your life, please consider your local rescue, animal shelter, or Humane Society. Thank you.